Let's go. All right. All right. I think we are live. Hello, everybody. I am the Orca Man, Fred. And today is a very special day. It's the first recording that I'm going to be having of this podcast. And as a guest, I have my dad, Ralph. Before we go on any further, I'm just going to let him introduce himself. Hi, everybody. Very proud to be the first uh, guest ever on the Orca Man podcast. And uh, I'm Ralph, Fred's dad. He'll probably call me dad throughout this, but uh, yes, definitely. Yeah. So one of, one of the questions I've always had, and like I grew up with killer whales ever since I was a kid, and you know this more than anybody else. But before you were thrown into the realm of killer whales that I brought you into, what did you know about them? What was your experience with them at all? Like, have you heard about they, them or anything? I mean, hardly anything. I mean, you know, you know of killer whales, obviously. You know, just yeah. they're, they're out there. You've seen them in pictures and movies and documentaries and, and things like that. But really not very much um, at all. I think I knew they were dolphins and not whales. <laughs> oh, fair enough. It was funny because I remember I was reading, um, I think it was like in the very beginnings of the orca capturing. They actually sent one to Coney Island in like the late 60s. So like when you were when you were just born, I'm pretty sure. Like late 60s, early 70s. I don't know how long it was stayed though, which I always found hysterical. So that's only relevant because I'm from Brooklyn and that's yes. where I was born and grew up. The rest of your audience probably doesn't know that. But, uh, that's very fair. I did that's go to Coney fair. Island quite a bit when I was a kid uh, to the aquarium, to the boardwalk, to the beach. Uh, it's a great place to go. Was there, there's an aquarium on Coney Island? Yeah, the Brooklyn Aquarium, or it, oh, it might be yeah. called the New York Aquarium. You've probably been there. I'm sure we've taken you oh, I at bet. some point. Oh. I'm sure Uncle Joe has taken you because he's had a membership <laughs> for years. <laughs> you gotta love it. Oh, he works in the city or otherwise. But yeah, that was yeah. always a, we haven't gone in a, definitely a while, but I totally forgot that that even existed at the same time. One of the things too, so, like then you get thrown into the world with me. I think it was those of you who don't know. I was three years old. I saw Free Willy and just I dove head first. It was it was quite the uh, quite the obsession as like what I call like a dinosaur phase. But when you were first beginning to indulge me, let's say, what was the first couple inklings or thoughts that you had of like, okay, how can we how can we like feed this obsession? Well, it was it was I think both like. How can we feed it? Because you were a kid and you were interested. So it's always fun to, you were excited anytime you did anything with killer whales. But it was also, I think, always waiting. All right, when is this going to drop off? <laughs> you know, when is it, it going to be the things like, all right, enough killer whales, enough, you know, enough stuffed animals, enough shirts, enough books, enough, enough whatever. But it, yeah. it never seemed to matter, right? Whatever it was, it wasn't enough. It was wanted more. Was there a point where you realize, or where you sat down and like, maybe, maybe there isn't going to be a drop-off point? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I think we're still, you know, we're still indulging, right? Oh, <laughs> In that sense, you know, I mean, from where you went to school to, to what you're trying to do, you know, it's, how should I say this? I think the funniest thing is not only are we indulging, but everybody you know knows that you're into killer whales so people send you stuff they, if they see an article they send it to you right? yeah but like that happened today it did it did it, that was that was one of the funniest things and it's always like the most random the most random occurrence with that which makes it even more fun because i there's no yeah. reason i would have talked to whoever reached out today yeah otherwise. like a random friend of mine from college 
yeah. you know, saw an article and sent it to you and to us and said, hey, I thought of you. Like, this is, yeah, I don't, I don't think it's dropping off anytime soon. <laughs> I, I would hope not, at the very least. <laughs> at the very least. No, that's, that's what makes it fun though, right? It's like there's, and it, this is the thing too about the, the realm of work is that I've come to find as I've gotten older too, is like, there's always something more. Like, don't get me wrong. The community is small. <laughs> the amount of people that are actually focusing on work is, is not that many when you actually look at it. But there's, there, I'm still finding stuff after what? I think it's yeah. 22 now, 19 years. You keep finding new ones. Yeah. And it's like, to me, the, <clears throat> to me, the interesting part is you're interested in everything. Fair. About everything, right? Not just these whales in this place, not just this place, not just whales in the wild, not just whale shows, right? Just everything is still fascinating to you. Yeah, it's a weird, it's a weird, I'll call it niche to, to dive into, especially because there's, there's, there's only so much around that I've seen where people will dive into like something so specific yet so incredibly broad. But that's also too like the way that I've thought about it continuously. I'm one of my favorite things that you've given me throughout the past years or like told me is there's not just researchers. There's not just killer whale training. And it's the thing that not a lot of people think about. Even when like, I remember when I first started thinking about professions, there's a, such a very, um, defined roles that like we as kids will come up to think about and they're just there's so much more out there that we have no clue is real at the very least yeah i mean just think of how many people are working or are passionate in and around something about killer whales i mean look at the stuff that is just on your desk right somebody designed that you know that little statue, right? Somebody made that artwork, but it wasn't you. <laughs> no, <laughs> right? No, I like, can say that. Somebody, you know, there are photographers and painters and artists and all these things that are fascinated by killer whales, and that's that's part of what they do, right? Yeah. There's there's books, there's merchandise, there's whale watches, there's you know the sea worlds and the marine lands and all that stuff all around you. That's that's way more than just people who are doing research, and it's it's all important. Oh, hundred percent. And it's also fun too, because then you get to realize that there's there's more opportunity to enter the realm as well. Like the people who are doing research, they need an accountant. They need somebody. I'm the, my one of my best friends at I like I would call it like within the science department is the woman who searches for funding for the Marine Mammal Research Unit and other science um, like organizations at UBC. Like that's a great person to know, and she's wonderful. Well, that's a little more interesting than being the, uh, you know, the whale's accountant. <laughs> yeah, the person going for the budget. How much do we have to like film them? Or doing their taxes or something like that. Yeah. <laughs> a person does exist though, which just makes me all the all the happier. It's just funny to think that that's actually someone's job. Yeah, it's amazing. They're specialists in everything. I mean, just outside of whales, they're specialists yeah. in everything. Yeah. Well, that's one thing, even like looking back into the history of killer whales, there was like, there was like the guy who knew how to ship orcas. Like, who figured that been... out? Who figured <laughs> that out? No, <laughs> seriously. Right. I mean, what, what did they ever ship before that? That was that big. And, and had so many, um, I'll call it like necessities around it. Like you, they have to be alive. You can't tranquilize them. Otherwise they die. 
So right. like, you, they need to be alive the whole process. It's it's absurd. Right. You need to keep it cool doing it. and wet. Yeah, you were doing it for a specific purpose. I mean, there were there were obviously whalers going back hundreds and hundreds of years, but they were doing they were doing something completely different. Oh, no, without a doubt, without a doubt. One of the who designed things- the first whale tank? Yeah. When you're going to keep what, like, how do you figure out what do you need for something like that? It, it, trial and error as far as I've like seen. There's one book that I've been reading, though. It's about this whale named Miracle. And it was this small whale back in, like, I think it was the er like, 72, 73. And they took Miracle. I don't know how many of you have seen Free Willy, but they, like, put it in a sling in the back of a truck and drove it down Vancouver Island because it was... Like it had a bunch of infections. It was cut all over. It was going to die. So they're like, let's yeah. save the whale. So they took the whale in, but they drove down from, you know, the top of Vancouver Island to the bottom, which is the equivalent of like the top of Maine to New York. It's like six something, hours. something stupid. Yeah. yeah. Like it's, it's absurd. And it survived. And it, it survived down the way. I haven't finished the book quite yet. So there's still a lot to come, but you don't it, know how it transformed ends. a hotel pool. In order to keep oh, it for a, bit. a hotel pool. Yes, uh, it was like a great. It was. It wasn't even an attraction, but they they needed a facility to hold it, and the pool wasn't being used. They're like, all right, we're gonna get our plumbers on it. They like called a bunch of people in the trades around. They like came and drank the pool together to make it a, a saltwater pool that could continuously be drained, refilled, and otherwise just in case it sank too. It's absurd the stuff that's happening. Hotel. I can't even picture a whale turning around in a hotel pool. <laughs> no. That's gonna be a big hotel pool. I'm gonna look at it. Came I, off? I think it just came off. We'll do this real quick. <laughs> but yeah, right? Like you have to imagine like somebody had to get that call at the hotel though, too, and be like, hey, we want to use your pool. Why? Give like, an orca coming down now. <laughs> yeah, what? Like really? they can't plan for that either. <laughs> Which is just absurd. Yeah, it's I mean, all that stuff is fascinating. <laughs> Without a doubt. One of the other questions I've always wanted to ask you is like, what was your favorite indulgence? Well, there's two. One, what was your favorite indulgence um, to watch me do? Because you, you've been with me through 90% of the experiences that I've had yeah. with Killer Wells. And you've curated some of them, but what was your favorite to create, so to speak? Those are good. That's a good question. Is there, there are so many. Um, I mean, you were little when we went to Marine Land. Yeah. Right. And you got to, you got to like pet, pet, touch, whatever. They had like a yeah. touch tank uh, for the killer whales. That was amazing. That was insane. How old was, when like, was that? You might have, I mean, I don't think you were 10 yet. You no. were probably like eight or nine years old. Okay. That was amazing because it was such, I mean, that was the whole, the whole trip was so that you could do that. Right, we found out that this place existed, you know, in uh, in Ontario, Canada, where you could do this, mm-hmm. and we planned a whole, you know, vacation around it. So that that's pretty indulgent. Um, yeah, and we had fun, you know, we had fun otherwise, but that was that was pretty amazing. That's fair. I gotta say Did that's you... that's that's probably the most unique, the most unique thing. It's also a unique thing that I like. I've never seen that anywhere else. I, I think we were floored that it existed. I right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like you don't find that anywhere. Yeah. Like, let alone let alone now. There's there's all the all the things going on now with Marineland especially, but like 
even back in the early 10s, even back when killer whales shows like were happening in the 90s and 80s, that wasn't a thing as far as I knew. I was like, as far, I couldn't find, I can't now find any record of stuff like it. Yeah, I mean, who knows what exists? I mean, you, you probably know better than anybody what else exists around the world. But that, yeah, yeah, that was that was amazing. That's great. Did you end up going up as well at one point to like do the experience? I don't know if I remember if I did or not. I know like there was a lot of time with the dolphins too because your sisters like dolphins because you can feed them and all that stuff, and they yeah. were they were a little more interactive. Whereas I think they kept the whales pretty calm. Um, and I don't remember how much it cost. Like, I mean, you couldn't just do it indefinitely. Yeah. Like you had to pay and take your turn and stuff like that. So I think just whatever, however many times we could afford to go, we just let you do it. <laughs> <laughs> like it didn't, it didn't, pay, didn't pay for anybody else to do it. It just wasn't worth it. No, it's, that's more than fair. I can only imagine who else was in line as well. That's one thing, like, I, I remember being at the side of the tank. I can remember seeing the whale and being like, what is going on? This is this yeah. is absurd. Um, but actually, like, I don't remember anything else about that, like, that whole experience. It's hard. <laughs> do you know, like, in all the stuff you've done since, do you know the whales there? Like, there, I know there were more, when we went back with uh, Jack and Javon, there was only one whale left. Yes. There were, I forget how many there were when we went the first time. Mm -hmm. Do you know who those whales are? I don't, but I know where to find it. Okay. That's one thing that would be definitely interesting. And I, I, haven't, I haven't put in the proper work to see it because I still have the picture of me petting the whale. And I'm pretty sure you can see its eye patch. So there might be a way to... You might actually be able to identify that specific whale. I might be able to. Yeah. The only whale there is now is, um, is Kiska. But the, that's a that's a really good question. I've thought I've thought about it before. I just I haven't dove. I haven't had, I haven't had a reason to. But now I think I I think I do. I got to stump you. That was good. That was that's well done. Well done. I'm in, I'm interested to see how much that's going to happen. I just ruined I your whole night. <laughs> I just ruined I, your whole night. You gave me another bit of research. I'm gonna do that rather than homework for a little bit, <laughs> which would be solid. The other question I wanted to ask, and this one I like I feel like I'll, we'll be able to interact a little bit more even so is what is your favorite indulgence that you've enjoyed sharing? Because there's one where you like, you've created so many experiences for myself, but we've had, we've had our fair share. Yeah, what, I'm, not, I'm not sure I know what you mean. Or so, so I answer it correctly. Let me, let me rephrase and see if I can. It's like, what was your favorite interaction that both you and I had with orcas? Or around the around the realm at the very least, and like specific occurrence, like we definitely did that the uh, the trip down in um, in twenty fourteen to San Juan Island, but yeah. even like on that was trip, it twenty fourteen? It was yes. that long ago. It was that long ago. Wow. It freaks me out <laughs> that it was that long ago. So I think there were there were two right, and I I think it's hard to choose between them. Okay. Right. So one is that whole trip that we took, which is the first time you went to San Juan Islands. Mm -hmm. And I was the first time I was there. But and we did a lot, right? For a week, you know, we, yeah. we took we took a couple of whale watches, we did all this other stuff. We, you know, but there was that one time where we were hanging out at Lime Kiln 
and you could have you could have just sat there all day long all week long yeah right but there was at one time we were there in the whales and i forget how many but like there's a little pod that came by while we were sitting out there and they were so close yeah. right like that that was really amazing because it was I don't know, it was more natural, right? It's not, you know, you're on a whale watch boat. Of course, you're gonna, you know, they're gonna do everything they can to go see whales. They're they're mm -hmm. figuring that out. This was just, you know, lucky, right? We happened to be sitting there when they came by. Yeah. Uh, and they were they were so close. And I, you know, I'm sitting there the whole time, like ready to grab you when you're about to jump <laughs> in the water. I'm just expecting that you're gonna jump in the water. You know. Um, but that was one. And then the second was that time where we went to SeaWorld and it was just you and me and not everybody. And you got, you got picked to be in the whale show. Yeah. Right. You know, not that you got to touch them, but you mm -hmm. know, the whole, the whole SeaWorld production was there where you got to, you got to be the, you know, you got to be the kid. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you're on the big screen and the trainers came to talk to you and all that stuff. No, that was insane. That was, that was one of the, that was one of the coolest things I think I've seen SeaWorld do. So like yeah. the, the the one before the interaction with the, the whales, right? It was Marine Land. It's a totally different company. But SeaWorld specifically with the Believe Show, it was it was a it's a thing of beauty, to be honest. I, I no matter what you say about killer whales or otherwise, they really ingrain the the sense of one, there's more killer whales out there in the wild, but two, like the aspect of connecting the audience to the whales even more. Which, which I, I found mean, absurd. You know, SeaWorld's probably done as much as anybody to get people interested in killer whales, right? Whether they're doing the right thing by them or not, whatever, you know, you know way more than I do about mm -hmm. all the history and what they're doing, but yeah, sure got a lot of people excited about them. Yeah. And I trainer art, that was that was the guy who was um who was the trainer that day. I can remember like I, I think I have the pendant somewhere. It's it's either in a box here or in a box at home. Great trainer art. <laughs> yep. Yeah, I mean, I mean like we did the we did the breakfast, you know, where you got to like eat next to the tank and the trainer's can. That was fine and that was fun. Um, but you know, being in the whale show was great because you couldn't you had to get chosen, right? You couldn't you couldn't pay for it, you couldn't sign up for it, you couldn't do any of those things. You just had to be in the right place at the right time. Yeah. And you you did well for that though. You you knew you knew a little bit of the process of how to figure that out. I will say I gotta I gotta thank you for that. Because I think it was like it was some guy at the concession stand or otherwise where you like went up and were like, hey, what's the, well, deal? the nice thing about the nice thing about that trip was that it was just you and me, right? So it was yeah. you and me and we had the whole day and your sisters weren't there, so you didn't have to worry about like somebody wants to do this or somebody wants to do that. And you know, your mom was, was with her cousin. So we could just, you want to see the whale show five times? Fine. Right. Just whatever. I, I forget how old you were. Maybe you were, it was after we'd gone to Marine land. So you, yeah. maybe you were 10 or 11. Yeah, I would um, say so. And yeah. So I think we, we did the, we did the breakfast. Mm -hmm. that, maybe it was, that, maybe that was a different trip. I don't know. I can't even tell you how many times we've been to SeaWorld. <laughs> But, um, yeah, I think we went to one of the gift shops and we were just talking. I'm like, what else can we do? Like, are there any other experiences? Is there any other, you know, things that you can sign up for or pay for or anything else? 
and they said the only thing is to be in the show. And so we just, it was kind of quiet there. So we just started talking and somebody was really nice enough and said, there's no, like, you can't volunteer for it, but I'll tell you that they usually look for somebody over here around an hour before the show. So, you know, and they, I think there were a couple of things they said that stuck out to me. Like, um, let me see if I can remember them. One is you are around the right age. Right. Yeah. You know, just, you know, they don't want five-year-olds and they don't want 20-year-olds, right? So you, you are around the right age. They said, you weren't, you were wearing like just a regular shirt. They said, if you're yeah. wearing a shirt that had a logo on it, they wouldn't pick you because that's branding, you know, whatever. So you wearing a, you know, a Nike shirt or something, whatever. They just, they just didn't do that. And the third thing they said was just be calm. Right. Like you have to be like if you were 10 years old and you were climbing all over everything and jumping around, nice. then they would be nervous about having you in the show. So they're not looking for that. So I think we and then we just, you know, we went to go do something and then we came back and we just hung out in that spot for for a while. And I'm just like, just be cool. Just sit still. <laughs> I think I can remember just, just me and you just like just each other. Yeah, like just just, just relax and we'll see. And then I, like, then I remember like somebody came, like you could see somebody up on the parapet, just kind of scanning the crowd calmly. And I'm like, Fred, Fred, that's it. <laughs> and they came over and talked to you and then they picked you. It was great. That was, I was insane. And I said, that I, I can't was... believe, right. Is yeah. this was just like early cell phone days. So you didn't really have cell phones with cameras and stuff. And I didn't yeah. bring the camera or anything because I just said, you know, we're not, that's not what we're here for. It's just, it's gonna be your day. We can do whatever we want. Mm -hmm. and I can't believe there's no video that exists of this. And there no. should be video that exists. That's, that's fair. But it does not. That's fair. I had to go back and buy a picture. Four. <laughs> yeah like they took a few pictures because that's that's just what they do mm -hmm. and it had it that, like, that was it that is the only record of the whole thing yeah like the official sea world photographer pictures yeah i and th those are the ones that i do have i have like four of them but i yeah i, I, I never I, thought about that when they were done i you know i don't know if i called your mom then or told her when i got home i said you know i, I would have paid I would have paid a thousand dollars right then for the video, <laughs> like if I could. Yeah, but it just it, it just didn't exist. So I was just able to buy a few photos, and that was it. No, that's crazy, and it's amazing. That's that's insane. Because now that I think about it, the only other the, the only other video that I can remember that was ever taken at Sea by you guys too, we don't have that either. Which. The, so I heard a story that it was like one of the cam like one of the VHSC um tapes was taken on like one of my first trips to sea world I, mean, I think it was the first trip to sea world where i like run in and then like go do my thing but there was there was recording of it but it was inside the tape was inside the camera when the house got broken into and they oh, it got the stolen i think it got stolen wow. from from what i've heard i think this is, i think i've heard this from mom but i'm pretty sure that there was one tape of that that there may be. We probably took video of your first time there. Yeah. I think that that feels like a thing we would have done. 
and the timing, would be timing's about right. Oh, that would be a shame. It's it's insane. It's amazing too, though how how much video like it's it's such a switch <laughs> as to now, where it's like you just you have your phone on you. There it has insane video capabilities. It's like it's insane storage and things like that. So I'm interested to see. Yeah, you would have sent it to a thousand people right at that moment. A hundred. Like your grandma would have gotten the video right right away. You know, yeah. whatever. We would have sent it to your friends to make fun of you. <laughs> Definitely. Yeah, it's and it's weird too because that was what if I I'm gonna guess that I was 11 and the only reason I'm gonna guess that I was 11 is because I can remember my haircut. <laughs> it was short like hair. I, it was short hair, but it was like I was when I had it wasn't even the bob. It was just like it was yeah. a mop. <laughs> yeah. But I can think I can remember that for sure, which yeah, is crazy. That's about, that's about right. Yeah, that's about right. Yeah, so it's it's, I think it's those two things because they're they were really unique and hard to replicate. Yeah, you, know, you, can, you can go you can go on a thousand whale watches and they'll all be great, but they'll be similar. You you you're right? being but taken. Just, yeah, but you know, sitting at lime kiln and having the whales come, you know, like you, you know within spitting distance basically and then that time to just to be to be picked to be in the show it was really crazy it's, and it was just and it was just us yeah right it wasn't you know there weren't it wasn't the whole family there weren't 20 of us with like your cousins and everything else it was just it was just you and me yeah no it's i, I think you you i love what you picked especially there you're exactly right like you cannot even if you tried those cannot be replicated at all and no. what I remember too is when the whales came by, when they were close, because there was so there was two different times that I can remember with that, like us being on lime kiln casually and whales coming by. One of them we might have been tipped off, but even so, like it's it's still chance. Um, but the time that you're talking about, I'm pretty sure that was when the lighthouse keeper was there, and that was Alki. That was that was J Pod. I'm pretty sure. I think so. I think that's right. And so. Like, what, Fred? Why is Alki yeah. special? Right. Um, so <laughs> but, well, this this had to have been 2011, 2012 as well, which is funny and like funny enough in terms of timing. But it was the first time that I ever heard of the Whale Museum. Uh, I got a, in a, uh, my parents adopted an orca for me. You guys adopted an orca for me from the Whale Museum. Her name was Alki J36, and that was how I started to think about. That was actually the very first time I started seriously thinking about whales in the wild. Cause it, it wasn't a thought before. And then all of a sudden I was like, Oh, I got my, I got my girl over there. <laughs> I want to keep tabs on her. I want to make sure she's mm -hmm. doing well. Um, but yeah, so that's, this, that's the story of Alki. So that was what, 20, 2011, 2012, and then 2014, we, we go out and we haphazardly, it is insanely, it is insanely lucky to be able to not only see orcas that close, but to see the orca that I have been keeping up with that entire yeah. time. Which was made that like whole trip yeah. another cherry on top. It's probably filled at this point. It's like she knew you. It's like she knew me. Yeah. There was one other time though. I think it was. I think it was two days in, because the first day we went. I'm pretty sure we spent every night at least like an hour on Lime Kiln, just hanging out, just enjoying. You enjoying you, the you night. pretty much insisted on it. Yeah, we we were there for a week, right? You would have you would have slept out there. I, there's not a doubt in my brain. 
I, I remember the laptop was open, the, the hydrophones were on, we were, we were ready, hearing for anything, listening to the tanks go by. Yeah. But it was like the second night. So the time that we were there, um, when the whales were super close and it was Alki, there was a lot of, there was just other people there at the time. It was like midday. I, I remember it was like, it was a, we were, that was a shared experience with people, as I would call it. Like it, you, you and I were there. But. Yeah, a lot of times we went, it was kind of like at dusk. Yeah. Um, and it was it wasn't very crowded, but at this that moment there was the middle. It was, yeah, it was the middle of the day. It was a nice day. There were, you know, it's about as crowded as it gets over there for whatever reason. Like middle of the day in August. There was a yeah. day though. I think it was like the day before, or two days before that, that we were out at dusk, and we saw two orcas go by like far. Like they it, we yeah. weren't close. They were like a hundred meters out. But we we're sitting there and we saw orcas go by. And I remember sitting there and I'm like. That was, I think, when I realized, one, I, be I sincerely believe that that section is where they filmed this first shot of Free Willy. Like, uh, I am convinced without a, without a shadow of a doubt, especially seeing the sunsets. But you would know. Oh, right. Um, but furthermore, the whales that went by then, I remember sitting down and just thinking, like, it was, it was just me and you. Like, I, I, there wasn't another car in the parking lot. Yeah. And they, they were swimming by about a hundred meters away. I remember sitting down, just like this is this is real. It is. It like, exists. It, it exists. Yeah. Like we we don't. It, it was nothing other than being in the right place at the right time, just like the other ones as well. But especially that one too, where like no one else is around, which is an experience that I. It's not one that you can get very no. it's not it's someone that it's not one that is given to many people that's a better way no to like they said i don't keep talking about the whale watch but you go on a whale watch and you know there's whoever else is on the boat with you there's there's other boats that are out there it's fantastic but it's it's not it's not just your experience yeah no it, it definitely it definitely makes a big difference it's useful but it's a, it definitely it's a it's a different kind of thing it's one of my favorite things so one of the i actually realized there's a place called or not a place. It's an organization. It's called the Whale Trail. So they're actually starting an initiative going up and down the British Columbia coast and the Washington coast and placing stands like the one at Lime Kiln. I'm not sure if that's one of theirs, but okay. it's like the Whale Trail. It's promoting land-based whale watching. So I know like in BC, they have um, QR codes that you can scan to get the BC Cetacean Sightings app and organize yourself for it. But it's it's definitely something that's gaining more and more popularity as I've seen going forward too, which is neat. Uh, like proper that's initiatives cool. going forward with it. Yeah, places, you know, otherwise you gotta be on the hunt for places that are, you know, good potential spots. And not a lot of people have the patience you have to go there every day and sit for three hours, hoping that something comes. <laughs> no, it definitely, definitely makes a difference. I would say we were lucky enough, I remember like, there was a train, no, not a train. We were in um, San Juan Islands. There was one of the naturalists actually gave us her number. Was like, like, I will let you know if I see whales on there, like if there are whales going by the side of the island so we could like jet out or something like that. Which yeah. Is <laughs> yeah. Even ever more funny. Yeah, people, remember, uh, your, your, your enthusiasm is a little contagious. I, that, much is, that much is seen, I still can't. One of the reasons that I think I've gotten this far is that people have continued to indulge with excitement and with excitement is the key word there. Like, 
like I said earlier, I mean, it's, it, it's amazing. It's just, you've been into this for so long and you're so passionate about it that everybody we know knows that this is, you're into this. So they sit, you know, you're Orkman, right? So they hear anything, they're like, oh, I gotta tell Fred. Oh, I wonder what Fred thinks about this. Oh, I gotta send this to him. And they do. Yeah. It's one of the they things would, that They I wouldn't think... pay attention otherwise. No, just... it, there's no reason to. It's right over the head. Yeah. And also too, like once, once you have that connection, once you, once you know somebody gets excited about it. When, I was talking to a friend uh, a couple of days ago and he said like, thanks for always uh, like passing the vibe check. The vibe check it was like making sure that I'm excited or whatever. It's like, oh, like ready, you're here to you're here to do whatever it might be. And the thing that I responded to him with is like, it's easy when it's corroborated. Like, if you think of excitement when you see me, then you will be excited, which will make me then excited. Like, it's a it's definitely a, a pull and push thing as well, which is funny. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna ask you a question. Yeah. Right. Because I mean, we we just talked about your experience and your enthusiasm for killer whales. Yeah. Do you have friends who are as enthusiastic about other things the way you are about this? And like, you know, the follow-up would be, what do you do to help them? Right? Like, I, yeah. you know, because it's, I think it's, I think it's rare for anybody to be this excited about anything. <laughs> <laughs> to, to this extent at the very least it's something that i've i've haven't seen too much of um yeah. so there's there's two that come to mind immediately so one is bruno so bruno's a friend that i met in first year we were both in the same uh, orientation group uh we're roommates now like it's it's been wonderful to be friends with him all like past what four years now which is i don't even want to think about that big bruno fan big bruno oh, fan right here great dude I've never seen somebody so passionate about like the meticulousness and um, the correct way to cook. Like he boils it down to a science. It is impressive. Like when he makes burgers, he's like, okay, so I'm going to make the sourdough starter to make the buns. I'm going to like get the exact cut of beef that I want to. I want to ground it down, like make sure he knows where he gets all the ingredients. But even better than that, like he's been making ragu and um, Alfredo and a couple other Italian dishes, but he makes them like, he makes the recipes that the Italian government has deemed as the Italian recipes for each of these dishes. Yeah, but see, that's not, that's not fair because he gets to be passionate about that and you get to eat good food and he has to listen to your whale stories. Yes. <laughs> that is not a good trade. Not at him. all. But I don't know how to I don't know how to collaborate with that one. It's like buying the ingredients and indulging him and saying, like, no one talk to him. He's in he's doing his yeah. thing. You can do the dishes, I guess. I, I can do the di I can clean up. I can make sure everything looks fine. But that's definitely one thing that um that, that passion has. It's it's something with giving that is yeah. definitely not hard, it's definitely not easy to replicate in uh something like Orcas. Yeah. <laughs> But, but that would be the, that'd be one. I can't help but give you like fatherly advice, right? But that's a thing to think about, right? The way you're so passionate about orcas and the way you've gotten all these other people excited and interested about it. When you meet people who are really excited about stuff, be excited with them. Like it's, be a part of it. It's a good it's fun. It's just fun. 
one of the other guys, you remember Cam? Yeah. Yeah. So Cam is another one of my friends. I, I met him in first year, but we like connected last year, I believe. Um, so he's helping me out with actually the whole, uh, the project that we got going on right now. But Cam also like, he built his own hydroponic system. Like he's really into garden. He's an engineer, he's a mechanical engineer and he's, he's okay. doing a whole bunch of stuff. But like, he's like, I, he's mad cause he can't, he has a garden back home. He's from, um, I'm, not, I'm gonna leave that out for now. Um, but he's a garden back home and wanted to keep doing it. And he was like trying to figure out the best way to. So he, one, created his own hydroponic system. Two is like, he's like pumps for the chemicals in order to make sure that all the plants get the like right nutrients they need and stuff like that. He's was talking to me about like getting an ion, like creating an ion sensor for whatever it might be. But hearing him go off about that is just, it's fascinating to like watch him, watch the gears turn in his head as well. Yeah. But that kind of stuff well, is just, stuff. It's just fun. Yeah, without a doubt. Is there anybody that you know, let's throw it back on you, that has been as, or has, has, a, has a passion to a similar extent? It's kind of oh, grown yeah. with it. I mean, it's, it's different. I'm a lot older than you, right? So, but, you know, you find, it, you know, as people get older, they get more into the things that they're into. You yeah. know, obviously in a professional setting, you know, you meet people who are really, I meet people in my job who are world-renowned experts in, you know, planning or architecture or things like that. And it's, it's fascinating to talk to them because, you know, they're at, they're at the top of their field. They know all the stuff. They've done everything. They've met everybody. You know, it's fun to argue with them, too. <laughs> oh, I bet. Yeah, but, you know, to just share their passion. Yeah, without a doubt. And this is like you're saying, these guys are top in their field. One of the, one of the quotes that I, I don't know whether or not I heard it or I came up with it. A lot of these guys, when you sit down, imagine one conference is it's like another one. It's like you're working on projects together. But when people say that like, oh, I want a seat at the table. And I wonder if you have any like thoughts on this at all. Like the thing that people don't know is that the table is usually a plastic folding table. <laughs> like no matter where you are. I mean, it, it, I think it's, depends on, first of all, any field, no matter what it is, is small once you get into it, right? It's way smaller than you think, um, but I think what most people want if there's something that they're really interested in is they want to be a part of it, right? They want to be a part of the latest conversation. They want to be talking to the other people who are just as passionate and just as engaged and know all this stuff. Because that's, who, you know, when you already know this much, you're only going to learn from people who know a little bit more than you. Yeah. Right. You know, it's fun to share your knowledge down, but you're, you're interested in this. You want to know more. So you got to talk to people who no more than you do and that list gets smaller and smaller that's funny have you seen that list get smaller as you've gone i'll call it through the ranks like personally um it's it's funny right i tell this to other people in my profession who you know i've, I've been doing my job for 25 years and you get to a certain level and you just got to own the fact that you're at a certain level, and it happened to me a few years ago, I would kind of look around the room going like, oh, that's a good question. I wonder who's going to answer it. And they're like, oh, crap, it's me. <laughs> like, 
Like, like I'm, I'm the oldest person here, or I've been more experienced, or I know more about this than anybody else. So I, I guess, I guess I'm the one who has to answer this. Interesting. Or be responsible, or, or whatever. Yeah, that's gonna be that's gonna be quite the, um, quite the reality check at the very least. It's like the opposite of that line in Rounders, right? Remember Rounders, the Pokemon movie, where you know. He says, uh, Matt Damon says, you know, if, if you're sitting at the poker table and you can't spot the sucker in the first five minutes, then you're the sucker. It's like, it's like the opposite of that. Fair. That's a, that's a pretty good way to put it, I think, too. It's like, it's, it's got to be, it's got to be quite the experience, too. Because like, I'm, I'm coming to the point now where even I'm talking to freshmen, even in college, and this is, a whole other realm but like they'll ask questions or ask me about what i'm doing even asking me questions about this orchid stuff and they're they're asking questions as if i have every answer they could ever want as like a senior who knows stuff and i'm looking at yeah. them like i don't feel i don't feel personally like i know much more than you do now like i know i know i do to a certain extent but there's there's definitely a uh mental catch-up that has to be played for what you actually know and how you how you feel well, you, you're never gonna know everything right i mean you've you've talked to some of the leading people in the field right you talked to ingrid visser you know yeah if she thought she knew everything she would stop doing research <laughs> yeah right i mean you just you're never at the point especially in something like this where you're gonna know everything right the more you know the more you want to know right the more you more you know, the more you know that you do not know. Yeah. And you want to try to figure it out. Well, that's the fun part. Is that there's always going to be something else. There's always something else to dive into as well. It's one of the it's one of my most favorite parts. Um, the professor that I met earlier this year in March, his name is Jason Colby, Dr. Jason Colby. He's a professor at the University of Victoria. But he wrote this book. Um, or if you were smart, you would have put it on top. If I was smart, I would have put it on top. But that's okay. I wasn't sure if he was going to come up. I put it properly faced up. I asked him earlier if he would come on. He did say yes. I'm very excited about that. Oh, really? Uh, yeah, he did, which I'm psyched about. Excellent. Get a few of these under your belt first, but yeah. Oh, I, I told him like very specifically, it's like, wait till I have it underway. I want to make sure it's, it's pretty seamless when you walk yeah. in. Um, but when I met him, he opened up another realm of orchid history that I would have never thought of. Like I was able to talk to some of the, I was able to talk to some of the founders of Orca Research, from a history perspective, that I've I've seen, I've seen I so uh, I can drop one name. So John Ford. John Ford is the father of Orca acoustic research. He's the guy who pioneered it. He was doing, like, acoustic work. He was the person who found out that orcas had different dialects, as far as I know. And he he's the, like an associate professor for the Marine Mammal Research Unit at UBC, like no longer taking grad students, still doing some work on the side. But like I would have I would have never had the chance to talk, ever had the yeah. chance to even like speak a word with him. And I'm talking with Jason. I'm like, I'm going to write a paper on the history of like how Orca research, how the census that happened back in the 70s led to Orca research today. Yeah, and I had a meeting. With, I had an interview with him two weeks later, like on nothing. <laughs> it's yeah. amazing how roundabout these things can be, too. 
Yeah. Well, and it's, it's again, if you're if you're interested and engaged, if people want, you know, people feel that, right? They want to feed that. Yeah. And it's fun too, because it's one of the things about what I'm doing right now, and I got to thank you as well for even just putting forward the idea of like, do a podcast, do a YouTube channel, whatever it might be. Because talking to people about the stuff that they're interested in and like truly being interested rather than trying to get anything out of them, like the only thing I'm trying to get you to do is be excited. <laughs> yeah. Like I don't, I don't, you don't need information. You don't need anything else. I'd like, i truly want to hear why you enjoy this so much, why you continue to do it. It's amazing the responses that you can get from people. Yeah. I, I got to say. That's well, fun to watch somebody be excited about stuff. Talk exactly. about the things they really know, they know a lot about. Is there, so tell a little bit about your job before I ask this next question, because this is, you know, need a little bit of context. All right. I'm a transportation planner, um, which if I'm being fancy, I like to call myself an integrated mobility planner, which means I understand a lot about all the different aspects of a transportation system, the roadway network, the transit system, pedestrian networks, uh, parking systems, all those things. But I think a lot of what I do is figuring out how all those pieces fit together, um, you know, in a downtown, on a campus, in any environment where you're, you're trying to achieve something else. So that's that's a lot of what I do uh, all over the country, a lot here in, in Boston and in Massachusetts uh, for cities, for towns, for government agencies, for transit agencies, et cetera. That's, that's super needed. I always learn something new whenever you try to explain it again. Um, that's, that's an elevator speech now. That's, that's well done. You did well. Um, so with this though, some of the places that you go to, cities, campuses, or otherwise, you got to talk to, you have like open forums where people can show up. Yeah. So I'm passionate about killer whales. I'd love to get people excited about killer whales. Have you ever, uh, I'm going to imagine too, in some of these places that you've gone to, if you go to like, let's say the city of Somerville, yeah. are there a couple people that you know that will like show up to the first three meetings and you're like, you're going to be here for the next five months or how until this project is over it's like keeping tabs just one of the like people from the public oh yeah i mean it, it ha it's funny because it happens everywhere it doesn't matter where you are um you can tell often the people that are just into the stuff right so they're 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 at and it's not just my meetings right they're at any meeting around any of these kinds of topics because they're they're interested in it. They want their their city, their town, whatever to work to work a certain way, and they're really trying to to learn and to push something. You know, that's different from the people who show up to a meeting because I really care about this thing, or I don't like what you're doing. You know, so you know, for folks in the audience, if you've seen Parks and Rec or something like that, where you know you get crazy people or people who are just I don't want that thing here, and they're going to yell. That happens. That always happens. But the uh, the folks who are really engaged and passionate and you know you know are reading articles and are reading up on this stuff before the meeting so they're they're trying to be educated and uh, bring some you know some new thoughts to uh, to a process that's always that's always kind of fun i bet that was one of the it's one of the neatest parts about i think like whenever i've heard you talk about your job like the integration that you have in terms of trying to figure out like what is it that people want what is it that people need and having like the places where they'll actually tell you is is only so much in my head too. So. Well, it, I mean, it's it's true, and I think that's a big part of what 
you do as a professional in any job is people are, they're gonna come to a meeting, they're gonna come to a discussion or something, they're gonna come to a plan. They want something or they don't want something, but they're not very good at actually explaining the thing that they want or how that fits into the thing that you're doing. And that's that's your job, right? Mm -hmm. And that's, you know, that's your job as Orca man, right? People care something about Orcas, but they don't know about all the other stuff that they're supposed to know about. It's the same for us. Like, I know you want this, but you can't do this unless you do these three other things. And let me explain why. And this is the, and that's not the thing you want. The thing you actually want is this, because that's going to get you to the place where you want to be, right? Yeah. That's, that's any profession, right? If you're able to do that, you know, you're probably going to be successful. It's definitely a hard thing. And even I found this in some of my classes and it's actually, it's really peeved me. Like when you're, whenever you're doing anything, it's like you want to boil down to the smallest position. It's like, why are you, why do you want this to happen? If somebody says like, I don't want that stop sign there. It's like, it's not that you don't want that stop sign there. It's like, yeah. there's something happening that you don't like. <laughs> that's exactly, that's, that's exactly it. All right. Let's talk about the thing you don't like. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Tell me more about the thing you don't like, you know, and then, I, then we can attack the thing you don't like. Yeah. Well, it's, it's the most specific part about any, any conversation that I've had, even in geography. And it's the hardest part that I hate about class because it's not about solving problems. It's a, it's a process. It's like, oh, you're going to do this, 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 and then this, rather than like, what is the goal? <laughs> what, like, what needs to be solved and why are we solving it and how are we doing it? That, that's, not, uh, that's not usually what, um, what people go towards at the very least. It's not what it's not You're, you're going to make me smile because this means you're listening to me, right? Because this <laughs> is the way I think. So. Well, it, it's, it's the right way to. And even like, I've been able to find so many analogies through killer whales, if only because I have known so much, like, yeah. like the, it's the one place where I'm like, I can, I can pick apart a lot of different experiences because I have them in this specific realm. But one of my favorite, like conversations to have with people, or one of my favorite responses to this very particular question of like, what do you think of SeaWorld? What do you think, uh, like, what do you think of captivity? It's such a pointed question. It's such a pointed question that's baiting for a specific answer. Whereas like, that, that's not the question you want to ask me. Like there's okay. more. Can, can yeah. I ask you a question, right? Cause there's so, and I, I know we've been doing this for a while, right? So I don't want to go for another two hours, but you know, when Blackfish came out and there's all the, you know, and, and even the literal free willy movement, right? Yeah. With that stuff. And I get it and I understand it. But all the folks that feel that way about whales, do they feel that way about every other animal that is in a zoo? It's a good question. It's a great you know, question. Is anybody saying like free the giraffes or, you know, <laughs> no, I'm serious, right? Or yeah. the polar bears or the whatever. Is, is there a movement that is even close to as big as I'll call it the killer whale yeah. one? I mean, maybe they're not, they're not doing, I get it, right? There's no giraffe show. Right. You know, yeah. there's no polar bear show, but. But even, even so it's a good question because it's such a, it's such a hot topic. And it's also, I'll, I'll say it this way and it's not the best way to put it. It's a sexy topic. Like, like yeah. you hear killer whale, people get, people get excited. People get opinionated otherwise, but the, the answer well, that I'll give you is yeah. 
The answer that I'll give you is twofold. Um, So the one thing about killer whales that's different than a lot of other animals is that people have started to really pay attention to killer whale populations in the wild. You can go on a safari wherever they have safaris and giraffes. That's great. And then you'll see giraffes and that will be wonderful. You, there's not a place that I know of that you can go and see the J-Pod equivalent to giraffes. J-Pod, see, I, have a, I, I have a switch. I, I, bet that, I, I mean, I bet that's not true, right? I mean, okay. somewhere people know where the, you know, somebody's tracking African elephants, yes. right? I mean, somebody's, you know, nobody's tracking, I don't know, llamas in South America because there's millions, you know, but yeah, big endangered animals at some level, people are, you know, there, there's researchers, there's people that are doing that stuff. Yeah. So, you know, other, I wonder if other... it's something, I wonder if it's something about the whales themselves. There's definitely a portion. And it's, it's, it starts to get specific. So the whale Kiska has definitely a history. I don't know it as well as I know Lolita's. Lolita yeah. or Togatai is a killer whale at the Miami Sea Aquarium. She's a Southern resident. Like we know this, this is, this is public knowledge. We know yeah. who captured her when, when she was transferred, she was in a, the, like there with Hugo, like right. we know where they came from and we are still keeping tabs on her family. So that's, that's definitely a part. And there are the individual killer whale movements for like, there's a free Kiska. There's a, or no, no there's not a free Kiska as far as I'm, I know, but there's a free Lolita campaign, free Togatai. Yeah. There's also a free Morgan campaign, who's a whale that's in Spain. Have you met all these people already who are running this stuff? Uh, you know who runs the free Morgan campaign? Visser. Visser. Precisely. So she runs the Free Morgan campaign. I have met the person who runs the Free Lolita campaign. It's a man named, I'm, I'm pretty sure at least one of the founders is this man named Howard Garrett. He runs the Orca Network down in uh, Washington. But I actually met him at a talk two years ago. Um, him and then Ken Balcom is definitely a big proponent of it. I've, I've, I've met a lot of these people. They would not remember me for a second. <laughs> um, I'd be a little blip. But yes. See, no, here, here, here's a perfect example, right? This is, before you got into whales, I didn't care at all, right? I mean, yeah. you know, I was peripherally aware of this stuff. Now, because of all the stuff I know from you, I find myself, like, there's a thousand questions running through my head, right? So here, here's, here's just one. Okay. Right? And, and I have no idea if this is even a legitimate question. Yeah. So K- Kiska, you said, the one in Miami, uh, right? Yes. Whatever. Yeah. The one that's a southern resident, yes, right? Absolutely. Now I'm tying this back, right? Mm-hmm. You said you met the professor who studies like orca dialects and stuff like that. Yes, right. Is there like, do people know? Let's just say you were to free that whale and bring him back or her back to, yep. you know, to the Salish Sea. Does she still speak the same language? That's great. Like, like, it's fair. Like, <laughs> had, that, that ought to be a thing that you can test, right? I mean, if like the thing makes noise and somebody, you can record it and you can say, oh, like, that still sounds like this. Or maybe it yeah. starts to sound like something else. 
Like that's a fascinating question that I would otherwise not care about at all. I, I but I'm only interested because I'm talking to you and you're passionate about it. And, and I'm just going to answer this with more questions that would go from there. It's like if you knew the answer, I'd be very impressed. Oh no, I do know the answer, and the, the answer is the answer is yes, they could figure that out. The answer also is like it. The reason that you can't reintegrate her into the pod is because of the social structure of the pod. The one killer whale that I've ever heard of that was taken from the wild, rehabilitated, and reintroduced and reintroduced and accepted back into the pod as a whale named Springer. Now, Springer was not out of the water for more than a year, or not out of the wild for more than a year. She was still young enough, relatively, I'm pretty sure it was a she. I'm pretty sure she was still young enough to be able to um, be reintroduced to the pod as a, as a juvenile, I'll call it. Where? And, in the Pacific Northwest. She was a, okay. I'm pretty sure she was a Southern resident. And then more than that, she wasn't accepted right away. She like when they she was held in this um, flotilla flotilla like pen and the, by luck of the draw, the same as we had, there was a pod that went by and they opened it up and she went and swam like a hundred meters behind them for a little bit. And then yeah. as the months went on, and they, they didn't know how it was going to go. They didn't know whether or not she would swim the other way or otherwise. Um, but they were talking to each other. They spoke the same language. And as she was going out, she slowly was reintroduced over the next couple months. And so now we know her. I'm pretty sure she has a calf right now. But it's the only whale that I know of that has been actively reintroduced to its pod. It feels like it should be a whole show. That It could be. I'm... <laughs> I could make I could make a whole series about these little stories and it would be enthralling. This is the amazing thing. It's like you're you're not ever gonna run out of content. No. <laughs> not and like I haven't heard everything either, which is the best part. Of course not. You don't know everything. Yeah. Even it's, remotely. Yeah. It, it, like there's always something more too. Like even about some of these stories. I don't know. I know the Springer story. Do I know it well? That's a good no. question. There's you talk to somebody who knows it really well. Exactly. Yeah. And there's there's a bunch of angles for it. Like one of the, definitely I want to talk to I want to talk to somebody who helped out Miracle at some point in time. I want to talk to people who were helping out Springer like on the ground, I would say, cuz there's a lot of people that curate this stuff. They're like the head of, of the um Vancouver Seaquarium or like the A Marine Park in Victoria like he did a whole bunch to try to help out killer whales during the time too. But there was also like a plumber that revamped the hotel pool for Miracle. <laughs> yeah, I feel like you could talk to that person for, for an hour. Like that's gotta be such a story though. Like you're sitting in your house, it's like 7 p.m. You're like, right. we're gonna have a whale in this pool in seven hours, you need to fix, you need to get it yeah. ready. <laughs> yeah. So I, I definitely am excited. I think you've definitely shown me a little bit like there is there is so much fun to be had with this kind of thing uh, at, the, at the very least, which is going to be its own little journey. Well, I just hope people go along for the ride with you. I'm, I'm glad to say that some already are. The TikTok, I got to say, is one of the coolest things that I've been putting out so far. And I, the, the, amount, the response that I've gotten from people is even cooler. It's, it's, it's pretty amazing. Well, as someone who just turned 50, it would be amazing if anybody who's following you on TikTok 
listen to an hour of me talking to you. That would be quite <laughs> impressive. So thank you to any of you who came over from that. I think yeah, let's, let us know specifically in comments. <laughs> I would be insanely curious. I, I would be impressed to say the least. It makes yeah. means we're on the right path. So mm. I'm, I'm excited to I'm excited to keep on messing up until it gets more and more correct. Well, at worst, you'll just get to talk to people about whales, which is pretty much what you've been doing your whole life anyway. Oh, terrible. Yeah. What will I ever do? <laughs> no, I'll definitely I'll definitely be uh, enjoying myself at the very simplest. So this is right, I'm ask you one more question. For me. Yeah, I'm asking you one more question. Because I've used the terms interchangeably and I think you do, too. But what do you, what do you prefer? Orca, killer whale, some other name? I love the name Orca. Okay. It, it, Orca it really... Orca man, yeah, I gotta say thank you. I think it's yes, I'm yes, I'm F. There's some dude on TikTok who gave me that. He's like, I like your TikToks, Orca man, and I'm like, that's it. Uh, we're gonna end it there. That's perfect. Um, I like Orca though. I think it's more. I, I think it's more fun. I think it's it hits the ear better, which is interesting because I'm pretty sure it means. I'm not sure if it means the sea, like Orsinus Orca, or Orsinus Orca is like demon of the sea devil of the sea so it's like it has part of that in it i'm pretty sure yeah. it's the sea part but even so it's like it, it hits hits the ear well hits the ear well the orcas are there rather than the killer whales so i will say i like that excellent but it is interchangeable don't talk to re like when you ask research when you talk to researchers if any of you do ask them ask them which one do you prefer in xyz terms and then just keep with that one casual like that doesn't matter that, that, there you go i've given you like your first running thing right? <laughs> yeah keep 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 track right keep I, track as you talk to people you know across all walks for this about what they prefer you can keep I like did, a little running tally there's gonna I be want to see when i'm watching like your 10th one of these i want to see a little like thing on the bottom like orca killer whale like you know <laughs> seven to three or something maybe I would say, you know, I have to add Blackfish and a couple other ones too. I have a feeling that yeah. people are going to have their own little nicknames. Yeah. There's definitely there's someone out there who only knows Orcas as Shamu. <laughs> the Shamus, the Willies. Hey Fred, this would just be another one of those things where I'm like so far ahead of the game. You just, you know what's going on. <laughs> <laughs> like Colin five years sport. from now, you'll be on your, your, your 600th podcast and this thing will be on there and nobody else will remember that it was my idea to put that little running thing there. It could be like it's been here. For I want credit. Okay, putting little little tiny ones. You got to zoom in for it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> we'll figure something out. That sounds good, though. I, I'll definitely have to. Uh, I'll definitely have to do that for the next one. I think I'm bringing Coral on for my next one, though, and she calls them Billies. <laughs> so it, it might be. A You're already gonna have things. like three things at the bottom. You know, like yeah. orca, killer whale, Billies. <laughs> That'd be good. That'd be good. No, I'm excited. There are no, there are no killer whales or orcas in the DR, are there? Not that I know of. Not there, there are none in the Caribbean. I don't think they go down that far. I think it's a little hot, More. which is surprising because they show up in California sometimes, but not as far south as Southern California. There are Mexican ones though. There's so much to explore. I'm excited. <laughs> Without a doubt. All right, I think that's going to wrap it up for this one. Yeah. We'll leave ourselves. I think we're sitting a good amount of time at the very least. So thank you so much for coming on you have anything you want to say afterwards you want to give out I your just, socials if anything no but uh very happy to be your first guest uh on on this uh this is a real a real honor um yes 
probably the thing you can tell people to follow me on if they care at all. And I post maybe like once a month on Twitter, uh, just at RJ Didisco. You'll put, you'll put it on there on the video cast. I'm sure. Definitely. Uh, once you go, once you go live and I'll, I'll just say one thing mm -hmm. where we have talked for over an hour yep. about orcas or killer whales, right? We've told stories. We've talked about the San Juan Islands and somehow nachos have not come up one time and not we'll once. save that story for another time. That will be its own. I think this one we're going to have to bait. But that, that may be the greatest gift of all. That, that's going to be like a special thing. Like we're, when we hit a certain amount of following, like we'll, I, yeah, I'm impressed with this. That wasn't just, intended. Just, no, it wasn't at all. That, I just figured it would have come up. But let's just, let's just leave that as a tease for, for future podcasts. Well, that's also one of the greatest stories of this entire experience. I would argue maybe the greatest one. It like, like it has one of the biggest impacts. Let me at least say in terms of the people around us. Like more than it's anything, been, else. It's, it's been widely shared. It's been widely shared. It's been widely. It's widely been more shared, shared than any other of these stories that we've told today, without a doubt. And it's yeah, it's intensely like personal and unique, right? In the way that lots of other people have lots of other experiences with orcas. Oh, without that a doubt. is a different. That is a different story. It is a different story. I'm excited. I'm excited to. I'm excited to actually sit down and go through that because that's going to be an an hour story of a day. <laughs> maybe when you have your mom on, you can ask her. Maybe, maybe. I'll have her tell her story and then like, we, I won't say a word until later, <laughs> but it will work out definitely. I'm excited. I'm excited to see when that will, when that will ensue, but I'm, it will, it will without a doubt, without a fraction of a doubt. With that, I think we're going to end off for now. All right. All right. Thank you again. Thanks everybody. Love you, Fred. Love you too. Thank you, everybody, for coming. Once again, I'm the Orca Man. Have a good day.